ahead and go to the book of Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Tonight I'm going to talk about paying the price for right. Paying the price. Now, that's something that we don't really like paying a price. Um, if you're like me, you know, I enjoy uh, getting things, but I don't always enjoy paying for them. Uh, for example, um, you know, I often will go into a restaurant and I'll stand, you know, and I go in there voluntarily. Nobody makes me go in there. Uh, I go in there and, you know, you look at that menu and boy, there's a lot of good looking food on there. But then you look at those prices on there. And usually the best looking meal that you'll see on a menu a lot of times at fast food restaurants, they won't have a price on it, the advertisement. They just have the picture and you look at it and you're thinking, boy, I'd really like to have that. But I tell you, if they don't have the price on there, it's for a good reason. And a lot of times when I go to restaurants too, you know, I, I like to be a pain in the neck sometimes. I'll just go like, you know, how, how much is you know, that meal there? And then they'll tell me the price and then I'll be like, whoa. No wonder you don't put the price on there. You know, I'll say something like that. Or, uh, you know, I'll embarrass my wife whenever they'll go and they'll say the price and I'll whistle. I, you know, they, that's always embarrassing. But, cause, uh, while there's a lot of things that we would like to have, we don't like paying the price for them. Uh, there are plenty of cars at the car dealer, at the car lots that you look at and think, wow, I'd like to have that. And there's really only one thing that's stopping me, stopping you or me from getting those things. That's the price. <laughs> a lot of times you look at it, I don't want to pay that price. And so we go and uh, we'll get something that's not as good. Something that maybe isn't as pretty. Uh, something that's not as exciting or fancy. And, but the, as, a, as Christians though, there are some things that we ought to want and that we ought to be willing to pay the price for them. See, because there's a difference. The things we're going to be talking about tonight, you do have the ability, you do have what you need to pay the price. Because this isn't, they don't, it doesn't cost money, the things we're going to be talking about. But it does, uh, it will cost you some effort, some work, maybe uh, some heartache and things. But, um, and truth is, at the car dealers, um, a lot of those cars that we would like to have, it's not just the price too, as much as the fact that we don't have the money for something that nice. You know, maybe if I, had enough money, I'd get some of those things. But the things we're going to talk about tonight, every one of you in here have the ability to get these things. You have the ability to pay the price. And so the question is, are you willing to do that? But anything that's worth accomplishing, it does come with a price. And God expects us to be willing to pay the price and do what's right. God expects that from us. So uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I want to read this verse to kind of uh, kick off the message. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Right there, you know, when you read some of these things, it sounds so easy. But at the same time, it says that we present our bodies a living sacrifice. Whenever they would, you know, whenever we think about sacrifice too, it's not saying we need to go and have ourselves slain on an altar or something like that. But basically, whenever they would give sacrifices, for example, if they would take a lamb to be sacrificed, that lamb was one of their possessions. It was something that belonged to them that they were giving to God. When they would kill that sacrifice and they would burn it on that altar, they got nothing out of that. They couldn't get any wool from that lamb. They weren't able to get any meat or anything from that lamb. It pretty much 
a lot of people on the outside might have looked at that and said, what a waste. But uh, it wasn't a waste. It was something they were giving to God. It was a sacrifice. And our lives and our body, the Bible says, we need to be willing to give them to God. And thankfully, that doesn't mean that we have to die. Although, there may come a day where maybe God, that God will ask that of us. We may, there's been many Christians who have been martyred in the past. But what he's talking about there is not us dying, but living our lives according to His will and not our will. To follow the, uh, the things that He said, you know, being holy. All of us in here, we have the ability to do right and to live holy lives, but that comes with a price. You know, sin, uh, sin sometimes is fun. Sin sometimes is attractive. And we have the ability to say no to sins. We like to act like we can't help it. But we could. But there's a price that comes with that. And the truth is, there are prices that come with all these things. And one of them there is a price for godliness. Okay, I would think everybody here, if I was to say, you know, who wants to be a godly person? We'd all raise our hands. And the truth is, uh, being godly, it's not always an easy thing to do. We have a sin nature. We are, uh, you know, sinners by birth. We're like everybody else. We like to sin. And being godly means we're going to have to give up some things. And there's a price for it. And one of the prices that we see in the Bibles in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12, I mean, you mark it down. If you decide, if you, if you determine in your heart tonight that I want to be more godly in my life, I want to be like Christ, and you decide in whatever area that you're going to take a stand and you're going to maybe change something in your life, Mark it down. What we're about to read is going to happen to you. 2 Timothy 3.12 says, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Now, I wish I didn't have to tell you that, but it's in the Bible. You live godly, somebody's going to persecute you. You're going to be, you're going to be made fun of. You're going to be mocked. Uh, you're, you may even have people not want to be your friend anymore, not want to have anything to do with you. You might even have people that will do mean things to you on purpose because you're a Christian. Because you are, and not just because you're a Christian, but because you're godly. You know, our world today, they don't mind you being a Christian as long as you're not godly. In other words, hey, if you want to say you're a Christian, that's fine, but don't do anything that will bring conviction on the rest of us. You know, don't go, don't go dressing like a Christian and practicing modesty and things like that. Because then those of us who are not doing it, we're going to feel bad. And so, you know, don't do that. You know, don't, uh, they don't, they don't like that. You know, if you want to pray, you know, that's fine. You can do the prayer, prayer in the privacy of your own home or when, and you go to church on Sunday. But hey, don't do any praying in public. You know, why, why do they have a problem with that? It's because it's convicting. It's a reminder, hey, we ought to be doing that. You pray for your meal out in public, you're in a restaurant. They don't like that. It's convicting. Uh, in, in schools today, they're trying to, you know, they make efforts not to let, have any prayer in the schools because they don't want to see people praying and they don't want anybody being convicted by that. And if you try to go ahead and live godly, it's going to be persecution. You see it throughout the Bible with guys like Daniel that the people literally, the, the men literally got the king to make a law Against prayer, just so they could get at Daniel. It was it was on purpose, and sometimes uh, those things have happened throughout history, and they may happen again someday. And we've got to be willing as Christians to say, you know what? Okay, I might have to suffer persecution, and while that's not fun, I'm willing to pay that price. 
You don't have to enjoy the persecution. And by the way, I've said this before, if you if we fully understood the rewards for our persecution, we wouldn't have a problem with it at all. And at the same time, I don't think you ought to go asking for persecution. Some people, you know, it's like they try to throw their religion in other people's face and they kind of ask for the trouble. We're not supposed to do that either. But there is a price for living godly. Missing out on earthly pleasures is another is another one. Philippians chapter three verse eight says, Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. But notice what he says next, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. Paul lost a lot of earthly things. There were many things that he missed out on because of the godliness that he had. You know, if you if you decide you're going to live godly, you might miss out on some of the quote fun that the world has. You might miss out on some of those things. You might uh, you might feel like you're missing out. And there, there's a great song that, that I heard recently called "I've Missed." I thank God I missed out, and it talks about all the bad things that we miss out on. And yeah, you might miss out on some fun, but you're all going to miss also going to miss out on a lot of uh, Bad things. For example, you might miss out on the fun at the parties, but also you're going to miss out on the hangovers. You're going to miss out on the uh, you know things that come, side effects from drugs and things. You're going to miss out on the regrets for the things you do under the influence of that stuff. You're going to miss out on all the regret and heartache over those things. You know, so uh, you know, to me, it's worth it. But you know, right now, today, sometimes it might seem like, oh man, I'm missing out. And yes, you might miss out on some things. But I'm here today to tell you that it's worth it, and you ought to be willing to pay that price. There is a price for godliness, and there's also a price for success. There's a price for success, and one of those things is hard work. Boy, I tell you, we have a generation today that's very lazy, that does not like hard work. I mean, people who, uh, they, if they can't do a job where they can sit in front of a computer all the time and get paid big money, they don't want to do it. Not willing to go out there and do the work. Go out, maybe, uh, you know, do some extra schooling to learn how to get, how to get a certain kind of job. Not willing to do a job that involves physical labor. I mean, everybody wants a job where they only have to work maybe 10, 20 hours a week and make big money doing nothing. Well, you know what? There's not too many jobs like that. If you're going to get a job like that, you've got to know somebody that's in politics uh, that can get you one of them government jobs uh, that pays big bucks. But uh, that that usually ends up bad. But hard work, and let me tell you, hard work it is it is rewarding. You know all these things that we talk about. How there is a price. There are rewards that come with these things that make it worth it. For example, with godliness, there are many rewards that comes with those things. Like I said, one of the things that you miss out on. To me, that makes it worth it right there. And hard work. Um, it is... Uh, hard work. It's what it says. Hard work. It's hard. It's not always easy. But you know what? People who work hard, who go, they get up and they go accomplish something during the day, they are usually happier people than people who don't do anything. Who are lazy all day. Uh, there's just something about that feeling of accomplishment. Having worked hard, they sleep better. They uh, enjoy their meals better because they, you know, 
there's nothing better than a meal after a good hard day of work. I mean, you enjoy everything better. Hard work is something that we're supposed to do, but many people don't want to pay that price. I'll tell you, the book of Proverbs is full of examples of the sloth and of the lazy. And it's, it's not a good life. It's not an easy life. But people, they, you know, they want success, but they don't want to do that hard work part. Also, the part of that price is self-discipline. That's another thing right there. Self-discipline. Uh, getting to where you can teach yourself. Proverbs 6, it talks about going to the ant and considering her ways and being wise. The ant, it doesn't have a guide, overseer, or ruler. But yet it goes and it does the work itself. It doesn't have to be made to do anything. And I tell you, that's something that we need to be willing, we need to get to where we don't have to be forced. You know, you try to get your kids to, you know, clean their room without being forced to do it. Uh, when they're in school, you know, it's nice if they do their homework without you having to twist their arm and stand over them. Uh, when they do the things on their own, they don't have to be forced, and, but some kids are never forced to do anything. And listen, if you don't force them to do things while they're young, one of these days, there's going to be somebody else forcing them to do things they don't want to do. Call the police. <laughs> Call the authorities. They will. Uh, they will make them do those things. They will force them to follow instructions. They will force them to follow orders. They might have to get their training in prison, but they will get it at some point. Self-discipline, boy, it's so important. Learn to get up out of bed on your own without somebody waking you up. Hey, there's guys in their 20s these days. Their moms still have to wake them up. I told you a story the other day about the guy told me about he guy got fired from his job on the first day in his tw- mid twenties. Had a kid. He was late for work, but it wasn't his fault. His mom didn't wake him up. I mean, what a joke! But that is our society today. And uh, boy, you know, and then you know, it's like people try to accommodate that all the time. It's like, no, you know, people are going to be that lazy sometimes. They need to suffer a little bit. You know, I'm not trying to be cruel, but self-discipline. But also, um, there's a price for success. There's a price for friendship. Remember, anything that's worth having, there's a price that comes with that. When you know, you know, my kids a lot of times they'll go and they'll buy a toy or something from the Dollar Tree. Okay, you know, the only problem is those toys don't usually last very long. <laughs> They're usually pretty junky. Tommy bought one of these little guns that shoots out the little rubber darts. And it was a big joke because that thing was the most pathetic gun you've ever seen in your life. You know why? It was only a dollar. You can get better ones, but you have to pay the price for it. And you know, when you see, you know, my wife bought a soda from there, and their sodas are always flat. You know, there's a reason they're cheaper than everybody else because it's no good. And you can get you can get stuff that's better, but you have to pay the price. It's just not worth it. And uh, I remember one time on, uh, I saw on TV they went and they put this real nice looking truck out uh, on a street corner and put a for sale sign on it and they put a price on it. I don't remember what the price was, but it was really cheap. It was real cheap. And everybody was coming by and they are all looking at it. And nobody wanted to buy the truck. They are all looking at it, but everybody was just so skeptical because they are thinking, there's got to be something wrong with this thing. And that was just kind of the joke. There was nothing wrong with it. <laughs> and uh, they were just wanting to see how people would respond uh, to a truck that looked great but had that cheap price. Because, yes, normally, if it's that cheap, 
It's no good. And uh, it, and then, but for friendship, okay, everybody wants friendship. We all, everybody wants to have friends. They want to have people that are close to them, people that they know will be there for them. But there is a price, even for friendship. Proverbs chapter eighteen, verse twenty-four. I'll read a verse to you there. It says a man that hath friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. I've known people in the past that you know they like to complain about how they don't have any friends. Well, I'm sorry, but if you don't have any friends, there's a reason for it. You know, people these days, I, everybody in here that has a friend, you're thankful for those friends. You like those friends. You like having friends. And if you have a friend, it's either because you're friendly. Or somebody is being very gracious to you. And the truth is, if, if you're friendly, you're going to have friends. And if you don't have one, it's because you haven't been friendly. Bible says a man that has friends must show himself friendly. Have you, I mean, I've known people in the past uh, that you try to talk to them and they just, they don't talk back. They don't, uh, they don't respond to anything friendly you try to do. And in friendships, you got to have two people being friendly to each other. If one's being friendly all the time and the other one's being hostile all the time, it's just not going to happen. But you know what? Being a friend, there's a price that comes with it. One, one of those prices is you're going to have to be unselfish. That's what friendships are all about. You know, you, you cannot be a good friend and be selfish. Um, you know, it, whenever we need help on a project, we usually call our friends. And if you are a selfish person, you'll be like, hey, I'm busy watching TV. I'm not going to help you. Uh, that's and you know I'm telling you with friendships too. One thing that is very important and one of the best ways to build good friendships, especially for men, I think it might be the same for women too. I don't know, but it's working together, doing some kind of work, whatever it is. Uh, when you work together, it's a great way to build a friendship. Just to, to help somebody else out. To go and make, you, may, you might have to lose some sleep. You might have to put in some extra effort. You might have to go and do some sweating. You might have to be sore the next day after all the work that you've done. But it, I'm here to tell you that unselfishness is a price that you have to pay if you want to be a good friend. And we ought to be willing. We ought to be willing to do that. Jesus Christ is the ultimate example. Of unselfishness, but also uh, kindness. Kindness, and maybe not for you, but kindness for me and most people, it takes effort. You got to be nice uh, on purpose, especially for us Northerners. You know, we're not naturally nice people. You know, we're we're not naturally friendly people. We're uh, it's just how it is. And kindness is something that you got to think about. You have to make a conscious effort doing those things and it's sad today how uh, little that we see just someone who is genuinely a kind person uh, you to be kind you can't be thinking about yourself you have to be thinking about other people and that there's a price that comes with that but I'm here today to tell you that it's worth it friendships are worth it there's also a price to pay and this is something we can probably all relate to in a way, but there's a price to even pay for physical health. All right, I mean, for example, hey, you know, I wouldn't mind 
you know, having that perfect physique and being able to, you know, I like watching the Olympics and watching all those things that people would do. I'd like to be able to pole vault. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, I'd like to be able to do some acrobats and things like that. But I can't do it. You know why? I haven't paid the price. Uh, I don't, you know, those people, they have to do that really bad word that we don't like to say, that's exercise. Man, you know, hey, that's a price that we all got to pay if we want to be able to accomplish more things physically. And I like the verse in the Bible that says, you know, bodily exercise profiteth little. Alright? So, God, you know, but godliness, that's more profit, that's profitable in all things. Uh, you know, but it is profitable little, I guess. But thankfully, God doesn't make a big deal about that. <laughs> thankfully, because otherwise, uh, we'd be in trouble. But, um, but the thing is, there's all things that we would like to be able to do, but you have, you have to pay the price. You've got to do that work. I mean, people, they have to go and they literally put themselves sometimes through excruciating pain. They get up early. I mean, they sweat and they do all those things. And then what they're doing is they're paying a the price for it. And it's not always fun, but they feel like it's worth it. You know, eating right. Um, that's a price. For, you know, it's, I tell you, you know, I like a lot of, uh, I like a lot of the unhealthy food. It tastes better than the healthy food. It's, it just does. And, you know, um, soda, I'm sorry, it tastes better than water. It's not, it's not as healthy, but it sure does taste better. It's more enjoyable to drink. I mean, all, there's all these things that we could talk about in those areas. And, it, and, and all these things that we're talking about, we, today, there's people that are sitting and looking at maybe people who are godly. They'll, well, they'll look at people who are successful, people who have Many friends, people maybe who are, you know, have that perfect physique and they look at that and say, I want that. Why can't I have that? Have you been, have you paid the price? These things don't just come for free. Uh, you know, people, we do, we want to find the easy way to do it. Everybody wants that, that pill that you can take. Where if you take that pill, you know, you can eat all the food you want and still lose weight. Okay? And I know people claim all the time to have invented those pills, but it hasn't happened yet because uh, it uh, it doesn't exist. It's not it's not the way it works. Uh, everybody, you know, they're thinking they're they're always looking for an easy solution, and we've got to learn to choose what's right over what's easy. Uh, when I, when they pick their religion, they'll go and they'll look. You know, oh man, you know what what does this church expect you to do? You know, oh man, you know. It, uh, you'd be surprised how many people I have when you invite them to church. They'll ask, like, do you all dress up at your church? It's like, you know, it's like, hey, you know, I mean, that's not why we're here to dress up and stuff like that, but why are you so worried about that? Why is that such a big deal? You know, I mean, people these days, uh, the way they dress, I mean, it's the laziest way possible. I mean, look how many people you see out in public wearing pajamas. Why would you wear pajamas in public? Because it's comfortable. <laughs> it's just easy. It's easy when you get out of bed to make zero effort. And hey, that's easy. There's a price for looking nice. You know, ladies, I, I, I feel for you what you have to do with, uh, with the hair and everything. I'm thankful uh, that uh, we don't have to worry about that. that, that does, it takes a lot of effort. Uh, I'm glad, guys. You know, we we get away with not wearing any makeup. Uh, very thankful for that. 
uh, it's it's a blessing. <laughs> but um, you know, it people uh, they do they they have they have to work on that stuff. They have to make. Uh, they have to make an effort, you know, being successful. Everybody wants to, uh, they want that job where they don't have to do anything, but they can still make a fortune. Uh, so, I mean, just here this last week, millions of people going out, or thousands of people going out and buying lottery tickets. Why do they do that? It's an easy way to get rich, but it's an even easier way to stay poor. <laughs> that's the thing that that's the thing that people don't realize, and all these people because. In their minds, I have no hope of ever being financially successful unless I win the lottery or sue somebody. And things they could. This is America. They, 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 you can be successful. You can be, and you can be happy and content. And, you, you know, and the thing that we know as Christians, you can be successful, you can be happy, you can be content, and never be rich. That's a, that's a really great thing about being a Christian. We can enjoy what we have uh, more than rich people do, if you're if you're right with God, and but uh, people are, they're constantly looking at these things. I mean, just look at our society. I mean, godliness unfortunately is one that most people aren't paying a whole lot of attention to these days. Uh, but things like success, you know, they have things like Success Magazine. What you know? Why do they call it Success Magazine? Why don't they call it Failure Magazine? <laughs> you know, that that just doesn't sound good. I mean, honestly, if you think about it, they could call it Failure Magazine. And then you go and you read that magazine and see what not to do to be a failure. But no, because people, I want to be successful. If I buy this magazine and if I follow all these things in here, I'll be successful. Uh, they've got, uh, you know, things like Facebook. People, they, they like that. They want to try to see how many friends that they can get on there. And so they can feel like, hey, you know, I've reached 200 friends. You know, look how, Great I am now because of all these friends or whatever it is. They're they're looking for that stuff. When let me tell you something, you know, real friends are that you like real three dimensional friends are a whole lot better than uh, internet friends. <laughs> Those they'll, they'll usually turn on you in a heartbeat. Uh, they're not going to be there for you when you really need them. But people are going after that stuff. The physical health. Let me look at all these health magazines now. There. Look at all the advertisements that you see everywhere. I mean, if you go, if you watch television very long, very long, you'll have one commercial showing you how to lose weight, showing you some kind of exercise equipment, so you can you know be in the best shape of your life. If you'll just spend this money and watch this video or take this pill, and then the very next commercial, it's the food commercial. You know, come to this restaurant and stuff your face, and and you know it's like you know what do I do. You know, you have, and then you'll have one commercial. Uh, you know, show, or on the radio, they do a lot of these showing you, you know, do this program and you can eliminate all your debt. You can solve all your financial problems. And then the next commercial is a credit card commercial showing you how you can go and buy all the stuff that you want and do all these things. And people, boy, and people are falling into all these traps. And in these four areas that we've been talking about and many others, I mean, people today are just longing for these things. Just longing for them. And all the ways they're trying to get them involve ways that don't have a price. And it doesn't work. Our politicians right now, they're trying to avoid this fiscal cliff. And the problem right now, with all these problems they're trying to fix in our government, they're trying to find an easy solution where it won't be hard for anybody. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen at all. You can't be as reckless and as irresponsible 
and as incompetent as our leaders have been, and there not be some pain as a result of it. And uh, you know, I, I mean, I hope they figure something out, and I hope they do something right. But I don't believe that there's a way out of this without there being some pain for the people, without there being a price that we have to pay, and people aren't willing to do it. Politicians are scared to death. If I'm the one responsible for making these people pay the price, I'm not going to get reelected. And so they go and they kick the can down the road a little farther, and eventually we're going to have to pay the price. Eventually, I mean, um, as bad off as we are, I'm surprised China hasn't come and <laughs> made us all their slaves. I mean, it's uh, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. And it's scary when you see what's going on. But paying the price is necessary. We could go on and on with things in our life that we want, uh, but we but they we have to understand they all have a cost. And the thing that we need to realize is that these things are not going to just happen. They don't just happen. You're not going to wake up one day and all of a sudden be godly. Okay, It doesn't just happen. You're not all of a sudden going to wake up one day and be this successful prayer warrior and this uh, this great man or this great woman of God. It, it doesn't just wake up and happen to you one day. You're not just going to wake up one of these days and be rich. Okay, Maybe you'll get lucky and... Somebody will die and you'll inherit a bunch of money. I don't know. You know, maybe you'll, maybe you'll uh, hopefully you don't go buying lottery tickets. That's foolish. But maybe you'll find one or something. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you'll, or maybe you'll get to sue somebody for a bunch of money. Uh, you know, that's uh, you know, hopefully those aren't the things you're longing for. But it might have. But chances are, it's not just going to happen overnight. It's going to take some effort. You're not just going to wake up one morning and all of a sudden you have this personality where everybody wants to be your friend. It's not going to happen. You're going to have to make an effort. You're just not going to wake up one morning and all of a sudden just be in perfect shape. It's not. It's not going to happen. It's going to take effort. So the thing that we've just we've got to learn as Christians, we especially, we ought to understand this. There's really just two verses that I want to read to you. Psalms 31.23 says, O love the Lord, all ye His saints, for the Lord preserveth the faithful and plentifully rewardeth the proud doer. The proud doer. My question is, when it comes to all these areas and any any that we refer to, is are you, are you at least doing something? Are you, are you doing? The Bible says in James 1.22, but be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Are you, are you doing something? Are you doing? And that's what I want you to think about. Are you doing something right now? What are you doing to become more godly? You know, are you, obviously you're in church. Okay, that's doing something. But you know what? Uh, there's seven other days, or six other days in the week. You know, are, are you reading your Bible? That's that's doing. Are you spending time in prayer? Are you doing some good works? Are you not? Are there some things that you are not doing? Okay, it's more than just doing good. We've got to avoid the evil too. Are you doing something? Uh, you know, when it comes to success, what are you doing? Okay, if you're if you're just watching playing video games all the time, listen, you can become the greatest Mario player on the face of the world, but I don't think it's, that job's going to pay very much. 
<laughs> and it's uh, you know you could you could win the record for watching the TV for the most hours straight. And I, I don't think there's a big prize winnings for that. You know, are, but are you doing something? Are, are you working hard? Are you making the effort? Because if you are, hey, God's gonna God sees that. God's gonna take care of you. Are you are you doing something? You know, go do something. Don't just sit around just waiting for riches to fall into your lap. Are you? What are you doing to be friendly? What are you doing for other people? You know, when was the last time that you helped somebody? Uh, you know, maybe with a project. When was the last time maybe you gave somebody a, a phone call of encouragement or, or, or a letter of encouragement? When is the time you did something that was just just friendly, just out of the you know out of the goodness of your heart, something unexpected, something where you weren't expecting anything return? Are you doing something in that area? Um, you know, are you doing something for physical health? Listen, I don't. I think one of the best things you can do for you physically is just not worry too much. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, these days, boy, you you can get cancer for everything. I mean, people dying all the time. Healthy people, uh, you know. I mean, you have guys. You know, you hear about these athletes that are unbelievable. And they, you know, they get cancer or some other kind of disease. In, in this world, you can't avoid you can't avoid everything. You just can't. Okay, there's sicknesses and things out there. I mean, there are so many ways that you can die. It's it can be depressing. But you know, hey, just make make a little effort. You know, if you're wanting to accomplish something physically, okay, start start doing something. Start you know taking a walk. Start uh, start running. Start eating a little better. You know, try to make, you know start eating some fruit every once in a while instead of you know hostess snacks all the time. So they're about to go out of business, and people are panicking about that. That's a, that's a lot of people's meals right there. I mean, just are you, are you doing something? Be ye hearers of the word, and not doers only. When it comes to being a Christian in the house of God, you know what are, what are you doing? And God rewardeth, says He plentifully rewardeth the proud doer. A lot of young people, what are you doing with your life? I don't know. Hey, you need to be doing something. You want to be a failure in life? You want to be a loser? No. Well, you better do something. Just do something. And I tell you, God does. God rewards people that are doing something, even if they're not the best at it. You might not be. You might not be the best at it. You want. You might. You if you try, you know, get involved in ministry in the church and try. You might stink at it. But you know what? If you're doing something, God's going to see that, and God's going to bless it. God's going to see that effort, and He will help your abilities. He'll help you. He'll help you do better. There's been many things in the past that I, I look back at, you know, how I did it when I first. And I was like, man, I was terrible at this. I'll go back and listen to some messages of me preaching when I was younger, and I'm thinking that was pathetic. Sometimes I listen to my current messages, I'm thinking that was pathetic. But hey, I'm just supposed to be doing. I'm just, I'm just going to keep doing, and maybe. You know, maybe if I keep doing, God will God will bless and help me be successful in these areas. So I hope this is, this will encourage you tonight to be willing to pay the price for right. Choose what's right over what's easy. Everybody's always looking for the easiest path. That's usually not the best path. It's but choose the right path. So let's all stand together, the heads bowed, and eyes closed.